Yeah, there we go, there we go. <laughs> if you were to grab a copy of Webster's third international dictionary unabridged, now that sounds like some exciting reading, right? If you were to grab a copy of that, you would find that there are just over 476,000 words between the word A, which is the first entry in that dictionary, to Zizajitin, Zizajitin, <laughs> which is the last entry. You would find 476,000 words at least there in that dictionary. Now, there are of course many important words contained in that book, but one can make a case that the most important and most powerful words in that big old dictionary are the prepositions. Have you ever considered how important and how powerful prepositions are? Now they themselves, they're not usually big words, are they? Words like to, on, by, in, of, at. And then we get a little bit bigger, for. A little bit bigger than that, with. These words and, and these like them, they're usually tiny words, but their tininess belies their importance and power. Because these tiny words are very important and very powerful. Now, why is that? Well, that's because these prepositions, they communicate the positional relationship between people, places, and things. The cat is on the bed. The dog is in the yard. The money is in the bank or at the bank. He is the man of the house. She ran from the fire. They went into the pig. I know y'all all go into the pig after this, right? Prepositions are very important. <laughs> Each one of these communicate positional relationship between people, places, and things. And as this new year dawns, perhaps you've already been dreaming and planning where you might go and, 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 and where you might be in 2023. But wherever you go and wherever you might be, the most important thing for you to consider in this new year is this question. What is my positional relationship to Christ? What is my positional relationship to Christ? In other words, what are the prepositions between Christ and me? So beloved, these prepositions will make all the difference in the world as to what kind of year 2023 is gonna be for you. Where will you be in 2023? So today's takeaway begins like this. I pray in 2023, we will be positionally dot, dot, dot. And I'm gonna pray over us this morning. At the start of this new year, three prepositional phrases that'll make all the difference in your year. First this morning, I wanna pray in 2023 that we will all be positionally in Christ, that's the first preposition, in Christ. Now, the prepositional phrase in Christ or the pronoun variation of that, referring to Christ in him, in Christ or in him, that occurs in our New Testament around 150 times. Over and over again, we see it, but perhaps nowhere more, more abundant than in Ephesians chapter one and chapter two. So if you don't mind, grab your copy of God's word and just go there with me. Ephesians chapter one 
and chapter two, because we're gonna kind of go through these quickly and, and we may not be able to get them on the screen all for you. So we want you to have them there as we kind of walk through these. Ephesians chapter one and chapter two. Just an abundance of in Christ and in him. For instance, we see in Ephesians 1, 3, that we have been blessed in Christ. In Ephesians 1, 4, we see that we have been chosen or elected by God in Christ before the foundation of the world. In Ephesians 1, 7, we see that in Christ, we have redemption through his blood. In Ephesians 1, 9, we see that the mystery of God's will has been revealed, has been set forth in Christ. Ephesians 1.10 tells us that all things in heaven and on earth are united in Christ. We're going to hear this over and over again. In Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Ephesians 1.11 says that all things in Christ that we have attained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of God the Father. Ephesians 1.12 says that we have found our hope in Christ. Ephesians 1.13 says that in Christ, you were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 1.20, in Christ, God has worked his great might. That's just chapter one. And then we flip over to chapter two, verse six. We see that we have been raised from death and seated in the heavenly places in Christ. Look at verse 10 in chapter two. We were created in Christ for good works. Ephesians 2.13, it says that in Christ, we're brought near to God by the blood of Christ. And then to round out chapter one and chapter two there in verse 22, Ephesians 2.22, we see that in Christ, we are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Holy Spirit. What a rich two chapters of scripture in Christ all over that. So it's a very important prepositional phrase. It's one that in our coming year that we should have the fullness of the experience of. But what does it mean? Well, just think about how we use the preposition in Christ or just in, in everyday life. The food is in the fridge, we might say. You are in the worship center. The cat is in the house. You hear how all of those are used? In, you see, is a preposition of being contained in something, being enclosed in something. Beloved, in Christ, you are surrounded by and enveloped by Christ himself. Every part of you covered, every part of you protected. So much so that when God sees you, you know what he sees? He sees Christ who envelops you, surrounds you, covers you. And what Christ did, you did. And in Christ, all of his righteousness is my righteousness. And what Christ receives, I receive. All of Christ's inheritance is my inheritance. Beloved, isn't that an amazing reality? 
to grasp and to ponder on this morning to feed our souls. I wonder this morning, are you in Christ? You're not born in Christ. No, no, you're not. You are not born into Christ. No, you have to have a moment of decision where you move from being out of Christ to being in Christ, just like our sister Vivi this morning stood there and she said, there was a moment that I was not a follower of Christ, but now I am. Now I have been saved. Now I've come into Christ. I am in Christ. That takes that moment where you come in to Christ. And so the only way to be in Christ is to turn from sin. That means to hate your sin. It's like that thing that you look at and it disgusts you so much that you gotta turn away from it. To turn from your sin and put your hope in Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection. And by turning from sin and putting your hope in Jesus, you come into Christ and his holy covering surrounds you. God's righteousness his righteousness covers you and his righteous wrath towards you is extinguished. God's love towards you will be manifest to the fullest. Yeah, God loves everybody, but he loves to the fullest those who are in Christ and God's gift of eternal life will be yours. So I pray that in 2023, we will all be positionally in Christ. Second this morning, in, in, in 2023, I, I pray that we will be positionally with Christ, not just in Christ, but with Christ. Now, of course, you might say, well, preacher, I thought that if we were in Christ, we were with Christ. Well, that should be that way, Right? It should be that way, but I think it's important here to differentiate between in and with for a moment. Again, in points us to being covered by Christ, but with points to our communion with Christ. It points to our proximity to Christ, our closeness to Christ, our intimacy with Christ, our fellowship with Christ, our union with Christ. To be with Christ is to be in the presence of Christ. I mean, isn't that how we use the preposition with in everyday language? My phone is with me. My daughter is with me. My Bible is with me. These people, these things are in my presence. They're in my proximity. They are near me and not far from me. As I say those words, near and far, as you think about being with Christ, my mind as a child of the 1980s, my mind cannot help but go back to Sesame Street when our old pal Grover illustrated this this concept of being near and far so well. Check this out. Hello there. This is your old pal Grover. And today I'm going to talk to you about near and far. In fact, 
Ah, little furry Grover am going to show you near and far. Mm -hmm. Okay, here goes. Mm -hmm. First, this is near. Right here, near. Mm -hmm. This is far! This is near. You see? Oh, okay, I'll do once more for you, okay? Okay. This is near. This is far! And this is near again, okay? It's amazing what sticks with you after almost 40 years. <laughs> when you, it just comes out of your brain from way down in the deep. But as you think about Grover being near and far, so it is with Christ. Beloved, listen to me this morning. I can be near to Christ or I can be far from Christ. I can be with Christ or I cannot be with Christ. I can be intimate with Christ or I can be standoffish from Christ. I can be attached to Christ or I can be detached from Christ. I can be passionate about Christ or I can be indifferent about Christ. So which will it be for you in 2023? Now listen, there's really only one option, right? There's really only one option. I'm praying that you will be with Christ in the presence of Christ living in beautiful togetherness with Christ because that's what he's saved us to experience. Check out Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You've been crucified with Christ. You are with Christ. That's the reality of your existence on this earth after coming to Christ. Theologian A.W. Tozer once observed that, that people who are crucified with Christ have three distinct marks. One, that they are facing only one direction. Two, they can never turn back. And three, they no longer have plans of their own because wherever Jesus is going I'm going with him right wherever Jesus is going I'm going with him as the Holy Spirit said through Apostle Paul in Romans 6 4 he said we were buried therefore with Christ by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father we too might walk in the newness of life. If you were buried with Christ in baptism, then you should walk with Jesus in life, right? Listen, listen to me, beloved. Let's get one thing straight. You can't walk with Jesus and run with the devil, amen? You can't do it. I know that's cliche. You say, that's a cliche, preacher. It's true. You cannot walk with Jesus and run with the devil. You gotta make a choice between the two. You're either gonna be with one or you're gonna be with the other. And I get it, listen. 
Walking with Jesus isn't always the easy option. Jesus told the crowd in Mark 8, 34, he said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So if you're gonna be with Jesus, there's going to be the denial of your flesh involved and that's never fun. My flesh wants what it wants oftentimes. And I gotta fight against it, it's a battle. And also if you're gonna be with Jesus then there's gonna be a carrying of a cross involved. And I don't know exactly what that cross is gonna be, but there's gonna be some point in your life there where you will suffer because of Christ. Because again, you've been crucified with Christ. So you carry that cross all day, all night, all life with him. And so being with Jesus, it's not always the easiest option. But beloved, listen to me, listen to me. It's always the best and the most blessed option, amen? It's not always the easiest, but it's always the best and most blessed. And so Jesus emphatically commands us, Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. Gate, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. So beloved, don't just go the easy way. Listen to me, if you go the easy way, you'll lose your soul. Go the blessed way and you will find life. So wherever you are and wherever you go in 2023, I pray that we will be positionally with Christ, be near Christ and not far from Christ. And finally, I pray here in 2023 that we will be positionally under Christ. In Christ, with Christ, under Christ. Over and over again, Jesus is revealed in the New Testament and even the Old Testament, to be honest, as they look forward to the coming of Jesus as Lord. He is Lord. Here are just a few examples. For instance, Romans 13, 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. 1 Corinthians 1, 9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 1 Peter 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. And then 2 Peter 3, 18. 2 Peter 3, 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and to the day of eternity, amen. I could go on and on with those, right? There are almost 400 references in the New Testament alone that call Jesus Lord. So make no mistake about it, that's what he is. But what does that mean? That means that he is someone who has power, authority, and influence. 
He is the master. He is the ruler. In fact, Jesus told us this is the case. In Matthew 28, 18, he told us all authority, he said of himself, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority. Every ounce of authority. Beloved, Jesus is the king of creation. And ultimately, he's not just king of creation. He's the sovereign God of the universe. And as the sovereign God of the universe, as Abraham Kuyper once declared, he said there is not one square inch of the entire creation about which Jesus Christ does not cry out, this is mine, this belongs to me. And so beloved, that includes you and me. As our Lord and our God, we belong to Jesus Christ. Whether you're a follower of Jesus Christ or not, you belong to Jesus Christ, but especially, especially if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you belong to Jesus Christ. And since he is Lord, then the only right thing to do is to come under submission to him, under Christ, under Christ. That's what I mean by praying that we would be under Christ, that we'd be under his power, under his authority, under his influence, under his rule, under his reign. I mean by that, by being under Christ, that we would obey all that he has to say. Beloved, on this first day of the year, you gotta understand that that's the very essence of being a disciple of Christ and a follower of Christ. In fact, the Bible tells us it's actually the test of our true love for him, our true discipleship and fellowship with him. In fact, Jesus said this, John 14, 15. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. In other words, if you love me, obey me. He's Lord, obey him. Come under him. Again, he said in John 8, 31. John 8, 31, he said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. The Holy Spirit said through Apostle John, 1 John 2, 3, he said, and by this we know that we've come to know him. If we keep his commandments. That's what it means to be under Christ. Now to be sure, I don't want any confusion here this morning. Obeying Christ is not what makes you a Christian. But obeying Christ is what real Christians do. Let me say that again, no confusion. Obeying Christ is not what makes you a Christian, but obeying Christ is what real Christians do. In other words, the proof is in the pudding. Our mouth, and our hind ends sitting in chairs <laughs> may say one thing, but beloved, our lives cannot lie. Our lives will always bear the truth of whether or not we are under Christ. And so I pray that in 2023, you will be under Christ every step of the way. Don't turn to the right or the left. Don't lag behind or even get ahead of Christ. Stay right 
under Christ. Do what he says do. And don't do what he says don't do. Refrain from what he says to refrain from. Believe what he says believe. Say what he says say. And go where he says go. The Holy Spirit reminds us, 1 John 5, 3, that God's commandments are not burdensome. They're not burdensome. In fact, under Christ, this is where your soul is gonna find its true rest. Did you hear that? Under Jesus Christ is where your soul is gonna find true rest. That's what Jesus exhorted us to believe and to do in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. But beloved, let's be real for a moment. 2023 is a, 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 long, a long window, right? I mean, yeah, it's gonna go by quick when we look back on it, but you got 365 days. And there are gonna be days that are gonna be easier than others. And there are gonna be days when your flesh is going to squirm and you're gonna want to run out from under Christ. But beloved, I declare to you by the power of the Holy Spirit, may it never be about you. May your testimony of 2023 be, I was under Christ and I stayed under Christ. Beloved, I'm praying that in 2023, we will be positionally in Christ, with Christ, and under Christ. Would you make that your prayer for this year? In doing so, if you'll make that your prayer, you will join in heart with one of the greatest saints to walk the face of the earth. Now keep in mind, a, a, a saint in biblical terms is just a follower of God. And so we're all saints. If you are in Christ, you're a saint. But some of us are more gifted than others. Some are more powerful than others. Not all of us have the same gifting. And one of the most powerful, greatest saints to walk the face of the earth lived a long time ago. The man that we know is St. Patrick. Patrick lived in the fourth and fifth centuries AD in the Christian era and was a powerful missionary to Ireland where he had spent several years as a slave in his late teens and his early 20s. And look, back in them days, it was wild, wild, it wasn't even wild, wild west. It was like, it was barbaric, okay? It was like Game of Thrones-ish, right? And so Patrick lived in a very dangerous time but he was a man of great faith who leaned on God. And so he would regularly pray that God would protect him. And one of those prayers he wrote down, and we know it today as Patrick's breastplate, just as a breastplate protects you. This is called Patrick's breastplate. And it's a rather long prayer, so I'm not gonna read the full thing. But there's a section in particular where Patrick prays the prepositions of Christ over his life. And so Patrick prayed, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my left, 
Christ on my right, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, and Christ in every ear that hears me. Beloved, as Patrick prayed that, may we along with Patrick pray that prayer over ourselves. Or we could just shorten it to these three. May I in 2023 be positionally in Christ, with Christ, and under Christ. Here's my final prayer for us this morning. May Christ be everywhere we go.